Hello and welcome back to the Reload Podcast. This is episode 61. I'm Nigel Lamont and as usual I'm joined by... Lee Maxwell. And Connor McCann. So today we're just going to have a bit of chat, uh, some reference to the cars in between and what's going on in our lives and a bit of nonsense in general, isn't that right? Just the usual for yeah. us. Um, before we move on, just a quick mention, the previous episode was episode 60. As I said, this is episode 61. So the previous episode was... Uh, interview sort of turned the tables on myself and we brought in Gethin from GTNI Stroke Dubshed and yep. we chatted about a bit of the history of Dubshed and where we're at with the show. Which went down quite well. Look, good feedback yeah, from it. Yeah, good feedback. Um, I remember I think saying, we're wasting their time researching topics. I think We need guess, to talk to more people. I think guess is the is the way ahead. The funny <laughs> thing is we've been so involved and obviously you from the start with GTNI slash Dubshed that I kind of thought the story's out there, you know, because we're immersed in it. But I was like, well, we'll put this out and it might be interesting to some. But the feedback was really, really good from it. Yeah, I think it's kind of like, as we were sort of talking about it last time, was you're putting on the Dubshed show and you're that much involved in it. You need to step back and look at it. Yeah. Like on the Sunday afternoon at three o'clock when you see all the people there, you just that's when it only hits you. We've put this together sort yeah. of thing. It's, and it's very easy to overlook that at times, I think. Yeah. Which we always do. But uh, yeah. Good episode, check it out, and there's another 60 episodes to catch up on if you haven't caught it already, um, even from our early years, episode 1 and 2 might be a bit dodgy, but you know, well, we'll have to start somewhere. Shout out to Gary as well, he messaged us during the week to say he'd started back on episode 1 again. <laughs> I was like, well if you're going to do that, at least go with the one with the better audio quality, <laughs> <laughs> learn from my mistakes. Yeah. So let's let's crack on as normal, uh, new with you, so I'll let you guys crack on. I haven't a whole lot. Um, I mentioned the last time that I booked the Skoda in for MOJ, the Poip, and it passed. So yay. shock, congratulations! Yeah, no big surprise really, thankfully. But uh, so that's good. That's that done for another year. Still trying to get a date for the Jetta. Um, it is crazy out there. Yeah, it's mad just trying to get a date. And then I went on the other day and I thought I had one for like a Saturday, and I was like, oh great, and clicked on it, it was gone. I was like, come on. So other than that, I've been away, been away over in England um, with work the last couple of weeks. So I've been test driving some hire cars. Excellent. All electric, obviously. Uh, no, thankfully, <laughs> but almost equally as shit. So the first week I was there, I had a Hyundai i10, which may as well have been a toaster with wheels. Um, that fantastic Korean build quality is mm, do you know what it was okay for what it was like it was a tiny little shitty car but base model Korean car mm, and I had my first experience of the infamous M25 never been on that before mm -hmm. that was fun not really that's the ring road around London isn't yeah, it yeah in this tiny little car but um, yeah okay it was alright and then last week uh, I had another Hyundai a Kona I think it was. What's that now? It's like a kind of mini MPV kind of thing. Bit of a step up from the i10, you would think, but actually not really because I hated it. It was awful. You prefer the i10? So the first thing was the girl at the hire car desk warned me before I got into it. She was like, in order to start this, you need to press down both the brake and the clutch before you start it. Kind of weird. So I've had, obviously, like most cars, you have to put your foot in the clutch to start I always do anyway if I'm driving a manual car because I always park it in gear. So that's just kind of habit. And then in the Superb you have to put your foot in the brake. It doesn't have a clutch pedal obviously because it's an auto. But I've never had a car that you have to do both. Mm. And it's obviously weird to the point where she had to point it out to me before 
Aye, how many people have come back in with that car and been I like, can't start. 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 Yeah. I also discovered what she didn't tell me um, that it has to be in neutral. So not only foot on the clutch and brake, but also in neutral or it won't start. That'll be an EU regulation, would you say? Probably, yeah. It sounds like it's an, wants to be an automatic. You have to put it in neutral or park. That's, it, it was a horrible thing. Was, I mean, the i10 was gutless because it was tiny and small, and but this thing had a bit of a bigger engine, and it was still and it had six gears. It was still gutless. So, can't say I was too impressed with it. The lane depart warning is mental on it, like just over the top, like. And flashing and lights, vibrations for you. Yeah, it's not. I've I've had ones before where the wheel will give a bit of a buzz or something to warn you, but uh, this one actually steers you back in, and it's dangerous. Like that 2014 RS6. <laughs> remember Paul Rell was a hot for a week. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh I remember coming back from Edinburgh down the lovely. I think it's the A26 from Air, oh, yeah. Air Down, where all the speed cameras are. Yeah, I remember giving it some spirited driving down there and the lane assist, and I couldn't work out how it turned off. But you talk about just interfering crap. Honestly, it was awful. When I get a hire car, I always try and spend like five minutes setting up everything in it, and the first thing I do is hunt through the menu how to turn, turn that, all shit, that off. shit off. Yeah. Well, I didn't do that, and the reason one of the reasons that I didn't was because it took me so long to set up the CarPlay in the dreaded thing because I needed it for to have my sat nav because obviously I didn't know where I was going. And, uh, you don't balance the phone in your knee, no? Honest God, you would need a <laughs> master's degree to figure out how to get the CarPlay working. Then I eventually did get it working. In the i10 the week before, it was a straight plug it in and Where up it popped. This one, w- there, was, there was a plug, but the CarPlay didn't work through the plug. It was Bluetooth. like Bluetooth only. And I was like, well, that's fucking stupid considering the port is right there. Anyway, I got it done and then it just kept disconnecting, like randomly it would go, oh, it would flash up on the screen, phone is not responding. And then you would just click OK and it would come straight back on. But it was just annoying because, you know, when you're looking at the thing for directions and it pops up when you're in the middle of going, oh, I need to be in this lane and you're like, get out of the way. (laughs) I need to know where I'm going. I don't want to end up fucking the far side of London. I think technology in cars has come full circle to the point where it's like, it became really convenient and now it's become really complicated again because they're all trying to do these different things. I think we're entering a phase where just before it goes autonomous. Well, more than likely. Mm. Remove the driver. I think that's what they're pushing towards, which is rather depressing. Well, uh, some of the antics I've seen in the road before you could remove the driver would do all right. <laughs> um, it was it just handled terribly as well, but yeah, you know, what do you expect? Um, and the tires were horrendous. It's because it's a higher car. Yeah. It was like going around the corner. It was like crabbing and all. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? Mm. Um, the thing you actually just mentioned it there, Connor. England. We don't really appreciate, I don't think sometimes, how lucky we are in this country to have basically no speed cameras. Oh, yeah. But England is just mad. And even Scotland there too. It's like, I don't know what Wales is like, but Scotland's pretty bad for them too. And it's like... You can't really object to them because, you know, it's not like, okay, we're speeding everywhere. Do you know what I mean? But it's just, it makes it makes you really, really conscious. But I suppose it, you'd it say distract, it's a good thing it, in a it way. It distracts but, you from driving. Yeah. It distracts you from the fun. <laughs> just on the point of speed cameras, uh, do you know the way there's the, what do you call it? There's a term for the cameras that you have between, you know, the ones that are... Average uh, speed average ones. Average speed cameras, sorry. The big yellow pole ones. So there's a stream of them between Hollywood and Bangor. And did you know that only two of them are active? Yeah. 
Which ones? I don't know, but I've read on Ulster, the RMS. Ulster Folk Museum. Is that the ones? Because technically you're not allowed to have operating cameras between traffic lights. And every single one has been traffic lights. I was going to say, there's loads of traffic lights along yeah. there, so it hardly matters. So it's only a deterrent. It's only the one, it's the one between, I think it's called Troy and, and I still search Folk and Transport Museum, that gap there. I always wondered that because I was like, have they put these up solely to catch people on the off chance that they happen to hit a green light? You know, how do well, you... Well, the only reason I know that is one of the fellows I work with, he joined last year, he's from Bangor. And he's flat out until he gets to that pair of lights and has never got a... Uh, he's never done? Never got a fine. That's the job. Correct. We should do with more in-depth research on this, see which ones do and don't work. Well, they're about the only I let you do the, the research, country, Connor. Like. <laughs> I think the only other speed cameras are, there's one on the Newton Arch Road, like a fixed... Yeah. So the one that done you? That done me when it wasn't Spring, me. Yeah. Springfield Road, isn't there? Yes. There's one... How's that not been cut down there? there. I don't know. <laughs> I think there might be one in Stroke City. Springfield Road. Somewhere. Springfield Road. Same road is Belfast. South Belfast. Is there one there? Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there are any. Yeah, there's very few. It's mostly mobile cameras here. Yeah. It's uh, And you can't burn those out because there's somebody on it, unfortunately. I think that one in Nards Road generates a serious amount of money for them. Mm. But I think more of the money now is being made from the Embuslians in the middle of Belfast. Oh, the Embuslian cameras are just crazy. Our, our van and work got a fine through one day. I'm terrified of them. Yeah. I Like, I drive through them and I'm like, oh, no, I'll just drive around three more times and get my burns here before I cross <laughs> into it and get a £60 fine. <laughs> They're supposed to be really bad for it. Like, if you go into them at all, they, they oh, kind of catch Oh, any time of day, even though it says a certain time, they'll send you a fine out and you have to... Dispute it then. On that point, I got a fine through the door from the glorious M50s, the one around Dublin. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, I was away for a holiday break down half term to 2021 uh, on the way back up home. So, I was through it twice. Stopped at, uh, not Castle Bellingham, what do you call it? Lusk is the one not just outside Dublin. Yeah. Paid my double fare. On up the road, happy days. Now, I've been shafted by them before, so I kept that receipt in a drawer and thought nothing more of it. After a month or two, nothing. No, happy days. Last month, I got a fine through from them saying I hadn't paid. And I went, aha! Excuse I me. I had the receipt. I, I have the receipt. <laughs> but how many people are they doing that to? I know. Oh, who, yeah. Who didn't keep the receipt or I'm just a, didn't? How much is the fine? Well, the first thing they sent me was the actual fee. Okay. There wasn't a fine on it. But saying if you can't justify this in 14 days, you'll get a fine of, what was it? It's like nine it's, euros or something, is it? No, no, it's 30 or 40. Oh, and then it builds and multiplies. Yeah, so most people are probably going to go think back and think to themselves, well, a year ago, did I pay that? Maybe I yeah, didn't. And just go, just six pound, I pay. Yeah, it's fine. I'd say yeah. make a small fortune out of it. Yeah. More likely. Their system, I don't know if they've changed it since, but it used to be before I got my, I have a tag in the car, obviously, because I'm through them all the time. But before I got that, I missed paying it a couple of times and got the fine. But if you you have to pay it within like the next day by 8 p.m. or whatever it is. So if you miss it, say you realized at 9 p.m. the following night and went, oh, shit, I need to pay that. You can't. It won't let you. It's like, And I'm like, but I'm here. I, I realize I've pay, I'm late. I'm willing to pay the late fee, which is about six quid or something. Yeah. But you can't do it. You have to wait for them to send you out the okay. letter. Then you can, and I'm like, but can, why can't I just do it now? Or it could be worse when you're in Florida and come out of the airport and the first toll you hit, you don't have anything on you and they don't take card anymore. That happened to me first time I landed in America in 2013. Did they give you a receipt? So no, they gave us I, I a, had a button 
And I sort of went, I have no money on me whatsoever. And it was like a wee tannery thing. And I think the boy gave up trying to understand what I was saying. And the barrier went up and he let me through. Happy days. <laughs> no, this lady no, gave us a receipt. This was like a man told Booth. And she wrote out a like a ticket for us and said, you need to pay this. So then we had to go. It was an absolute nightmare. Like America, the land of credit cards. They don't take cards at the tolls. You can't pay the thing. You had to send either a check or a postal order. So while we were on holiday, we then had to like find a post office, get a postal order, blah, 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 send all this stuff off. It was like, what? For a one, on, a let, $1 me, let, me, let me just put my tinfoil hat on. So what you're saying is they're trying to erode cash from the system and introduce digital currency. No, they're, okay. they're trying to get away from the digital <laughs> currency. All right. Okay. They wouldn't even take a card. Well, they wouldn't take a card. No. They wouldn't take a card. Wouldn't take the card and we had no cash on us. I think it was in the boot and we couldn't, like, we didn't know where it was buried after a nine hour flight or we whatever it was. We literally just landed and I had, I have That's like a little. That's just stupid then. I'll take bag. my tinfoil <laughs> tin hat off again. I always have a bag of money that I keep in the house of like foreign currencies and it's literally like the shrapnel, whatever you have left over when you, Will you take drachmas. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I had, I think when we eventually got it out of the boot. We had about four dollars or something in the in the wee bag, so we would have had enough to pay it. But even when we arrived, we were like, we didn't even. I was like, I might have a couple of dollars, but I I don't even know. I went to the hole in the wall, pulled out three hundred dollars, I think it was, and I think we spent a total of about twenty quid and told the whole time we're there. I was like, well, that was worth taking out. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a weird system. Like, um, final couple of things uh, with me. So just a couple of things to mention, like cool cars and stuff that I saw when I was there. So I was in Essex, never been to Essex before, and I knew I had officially arrived in Essex when I pulled up outside the branch and the first car that I saw driving out towards me was a Mark 1 Escort. Of course it was. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh yes, I'm in Essex for sure. <laughs> Follow, followed by a Range Rover. Oh yeah. Someone nice. reflect on driving it. <clears throat> and then I saw a couple of like amusing number plates that I saw while I was away. So the first week I was on the... Um, M25, I saw a Range Rover with the plate was get in. So it was G-E-T-1-1-N. So it was like, get in. Class. That's the most Essex thing ever. Like, <laughs> And then at the at Stansted Airport the other day, I saw a grey Volkswagen Transporter. So see if you can work this one out. So it was T50WNR. T50. No, it wasn't spaced. The way it was spaced. I'd have to write that down. Say it again. T five zero W N R. Ha T five T five Very good. <laughs> that's a uh, plate Robin would probably want. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. So that's about all my car related news. Some of it's a bit abstract, but here we are. Or you, Nigel? You up to much? A uh, few wee things. Did I mention MOT in the edition thirty last time? No, I don't remember. I don't think so. Uh, need the MOT. Had a contact who got me a date quickly. Happy it is. Uh, put it in and it turned out the front left spring was broken. Uh, needs a CB joint. So uh, need that done. And I had talked about buying coilovers. Fortunately, Colin Tweed has a set of nearly new H&R springs. So rather than paying 900 quid for a set of PCs, I'm just going to put springs on it. Happy it is. I'm also going to... The wing... Typical Mark V, the wings a wee bit crusty on it. So I bought a TPS genuine wing there. Thanks to Gethin for sorting that out for me through his account. So it's Surprisingly cheap. Yep. A, th- uh, a third of the price of a genuine Mark One or Mark Three wing, I will say. Not much more than the premium Eurocar parts one. Yeah. Serious one. So 
happy days with that. So I'm going to get her in. I'm going to take the wheels and the Pescara wheels that are on it. I'm going to leave them up to Andy Nyblock at uh, New Look, get him to refurb them as well. Um, so hopefully by the time of all that done, the wee car will be looking on its toes. Funny, you were saying about a broken spring there. I think one of the last times you were at our house, you mentioned it sitting funny. And I said, yeah, our drive being uneven, cars do tend to sit right kind of funny. But that's probably what it probably was then. So. The MOT man came out and he says, oh, I'm really sorry, but there's a broken spring there. And he, it was a CV boot. Sorry, did I say CV joint? Uh-huh. Uh, CV point, uh, but he said was it's not broken. He says, but it's splitting. You might want to get that changed. So by putting the springs in. Inner or outer? Outer. Oh, happy days. Uh, not so. too bad then. Um, also, the newly acquired Q5, the tires on it are dozed and cracked. Mm-hmm. Plenty of tread on them, but it's typical Kumo. And I think I was talking to Paul Glenn about this, who uh, was saying about Fords. Kumos have a problem with uh, them cracking and aging very quickly. I think a lot of the good brand tires do that, where the cheaper ones don't tend to do it. Just split. Yeah, it's probably because <laughs> they're actual rubber and not pl- hard plastic. So four four tires were needed for the, uh, the Q5, because there was plenty of tread on them, but they're all cracked at the edges Aye. and just a bit dodgy. They're so. going to go. Had to absolutely bend over and get a set of new tires on. What size of the tires? Two, three, five, fifty-five, nineteens. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, Michelin's were just silly money, mm-hmm. so uh, settled for Goodyear. Uh, what are called four seasons. See, you're in something like that though. That they're, it's good to have good tires on it. You know, that's the daily family car that is always reliable. You yeah. want to have something decent on it. I just, I, I've been in budget tires before and I just don't want to go back. Yeah, you're the same, Lee. You always keep something decent on it. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> finally, just, I took a run out to the classic Ford show in Bangor, the annual show. Seen that yesterday, you were posting photos. about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's the Capri Club that actually organised that in Northern Ireland. And it's down at the marina in Bangor Seafront at McKee's Clock area. There's sort of big paved area where they have like festivals and fun fairs and stuff. And it, it, I think it was due the Easter Sunday, but I think there was another festival, and so it was delayed for a week. Mm-hmm. And I went up after work yesterday. And it's a really good collection of Fords there, really interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, should have should have talked about it the last time, but I didn't even know it was on until last week, so I couldn't have mentioned it in the podcast. It looked good, and the weather was nice. So oh, weather's fantastic. It's brought the Ford owners out, of course. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't come out if it was raining. No, <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> be much of a show. True enough. Now it's good to see the Mark One Mark Two Escorts out, and then. I have a real soft spot for Mark III uh, Fiesta RS Turbos. Yes. And there were a couple, the couple of them there. Just a real special wee car. So, yeah, and they're the kind of era that nobody wanted them, so they never really survived or they got broke for parts and stuff. You most know. of them rotted. Yeah, well, it's Ford. And because of the price. The modern them, ones are rotten. They just broke them because yep. they had an RS Turbo engine in them. They were cheap. Yeah. So that's the news with me, Connor. Um, well, Lee mentioned seen a few cars out in the road when she was England uh, you the Ford owners right and it's evidence that nature is healing the sun is out and I seen an R32 Skyline on Friday night in Banbridge oh yeah we did a very nice one a black one yeah wasn't it, lovely? Oh, it wasn't the grey one it was a dub shade no one. it was parked up at uh, the outlet we were up in the cinema we were sort of waiting we were a bit early and I looked across and I was like oh my god look at that I was like perving over parked beside Delicious. a Tesla guess which one I'd rather have <laughs> yeah, it was parked beside a Tesla and Lee was like oh the Tesla I was like I didn't even see the Tesla <laughs> the R32 tunnel vision I'm afraid um, I've actually noticed a few things out and about which is nice to see the better weather bringing the, the older stuff and the more rare stuff and stuff that generally doesn't see wet weather which is cool 
Um, Lee, you mentioned working on the Jetta. So I think we said in the last one we are going to, there was this mysterious rattle that had appeared. Yeah. And at least one, well, it couldn't work out which CV joint it was. So in typical fashion of me, I was like, just replace all four. And then you don't have to come back near them again. And when we did start stripping them down, two were bad. So one of them, the boot was split. And then the other one, there's actually a seal on the drive shaft cup in the center of it, an OTO box that gearbox oil can come out. And had got into the CV joint and washed it out, essentially. So I think that was the problem. Ah, so, it was full of metal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was full of metal. It wasn't in good shape. No, it really wasn't. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday, I'd sort of been stripping it during the week. And yesterday, Borley, Brian, and Stefan come down and give us a hand with that, which was good crack, just hanging out and just generally working on the car there was more shit talking than actual working on the car Bounder and shit talk yeah yep. so i had stripped the car during the week and i had thought to myself well when we're in there why not refresh the front end it needed a uh steering rack boot like a dust boot on it as well so i thought to myself i'll just order everything do the arms bushes you know have it all fresh and i'm wild for i hate going back to something again and again and again so it says, I'll tidy the workshop and then I'll order the bits. And thankfully I did that in that order because when I was tidying the workshop, I found a box motto dock. I opened it and went, what the fuck's all this stuff? Opened up. 270 quid order I put in last August or last October for her Jetta and totally forgot about all the parts in it. Did you need it? Yep. Everything sitting there. I was like, Apart oh from my the God. CV joints. <laughs> Apart from the CV joints. I was like, Lee, order those up. Put um, all the bushes and track rod ends. Everything and... was there. I was like, how did you forget about that? I don't know. So I have a more, I have like a nemesis who is past connor who usually fucks me over in all situations and things that i come back to that he has done and has made a complete mess of but for once he didn't he done me a solid favor in this one <laughs> um but i couldn't believe it i opened it up and i was like what's all these parts and i was like oh it'd be great if these were for the jetta and i was like oh my god these are for the jetta so that was nice um what else did we do learned about that drive shaft seal which is no longer available and had to order three of them on ebay which was a strange affair um I did notice as well during the week, car adverts are getting more and more watered down. And I've sent Ali there, I've seen one. Fluffy. Fluffy would be the word for it, yeah. Shite. Shite would be the word. word. Um, basically, they're a bit like perfume adverts. Where Fashion. Yeah, so they're so... Fashion cars. What we always said about perfume adverts was, how do you sell you a perfume? You can't advertise a smell. So it's generally this bullshit of someone dancing around and getting out of the water and all this here. And I can't remember what the car was for, but this is exactly what this advert was like because they're so restricted now that they can't advertise speed, performance, agility. There's nothing new. There's no sound. I assume it was for some sort of EV. And it was like two women with ribbons dancing around each other. And I'm like, what is this absolute bullshit? So that's where we're going now with this. Bring back decent car adverts. Oh, just crap. Yes. The one that always stuck in my head when I was a kid was some sort of old Peugeot. I can't remember what it was. Driving around this road and then like the camera kind of zooms out and it's like the outline of the Peugeot logo, like the lion. That's what the road is driving on. At least that actually showed you something, like how the car operates. Yeah. I don't think we can go much further without mentioning Port Sundays. It's actually one of my news topics. Uh, Have you got it? Do you want to leave it to that No, then? no, crack on. I'll just jump in on it. So Port Sunday... Easter Sunday is infamous. That's been going for years for the filters descending upon Port Rush, Port Stewart. This is an evolution thing because, like, Port Sundays used to be not not a classy thing. It was where anybody who was in their cars brought their pride and joy up, yeah. drove it round and round, and you know it's essentially a seaside town that you go to in Easter when it's a nice day 
and cruise around. There were, I'm sounding like an old man here. There's a bit of respect for your surroundings. You, you realize there was people out there, you know, taking their families up. Now it's just turned into, I don't know. Well, it's a bit like when the Americans talk about what HTO turned into, which was just an absolute shit show. And, you know, you don't know what's happening. It's just chaos. And it's a weird thing because you tar everyone that's at it with the same brush and you say, oh, they're all assholes and they're ruining the car scene. But there is genuine car enthusiasts that do go to it as well. It just happened to be caught up in the, the middle of all the shit show that happens. Um, there, there seems to be, and I think Jeff Games podcast talked about, it's not so much a car enthusiast thing anymore. It's like a people buy a car, slam it, and think they're in the cars. And get the Fill attention. their car mates, get full, and they think they're car enthusiasts. And I think it's an evolution of the TikTok generation of just sort of... Shock value. They don't have the attention span to build a car. Oh, no. And no. what can we do for social media? I know what we'll do. You know, we'll be, we'll do this, we'll do that. Something cheap cruise. and rash. Yeah. You know, but the, I think the highlight of it was these boys going around sucking diesel. Well, yes, I was going to say in 2022, in such a woke time of the world, blackface will never die in Northern Ireland, it seems. Oh, we're culturally appropriate and things <laughs> <Yeah>. flat out. <laughs> so uh, the Ricky Face competition, I believe it was called. Is that what it's called? Yes. Now, how this is competitive, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's who dies first, but involved. Who dies last? That's the winner. See, I know you, you die like a man first. I, I think this is directly to do with them barriering off the grass. Remember, they used to park on the grass. Yeah. The, but park on the grass with the bays. So this is a protest. So now these fellas can't sit on the grass in the back seat with their relatives doing things. <laughs> so they've got bored. So this is a new game. Stick your head behind a TDI exhaust while someone revs the shit out of it. Yeah. So the only winner in this is lung cancer, like isn't it? Oh, forget. It really is. It's going to get them. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's rare. I did see the PSNI put out a statement saying they're investigating and reviewing footage, which unfortunately, as idiotic as it is, is not illegal to be an idiot. There's a Belfast Telegraph article here. I'll just quickly read it out. Uh, local councillors in Portrush have slammed a social media viral video over the weekend, which appeared to show young people intensely placing, intensely placing their faces next to car exhaust. One video has been viewed online tens of thousands of times showing a gathering of cars in the seaside town as two males approach a vehicle and one then places his head at the exhaust pipe and remains there as the engine is revved. The individual in the video shouts, and again, as he repeats it for a second time while being filmed and cheered on. The craze has seemingly seen, has seemingly seen others videoed on social media also doing the same in the town over the Easter Bank holiday weekend with some pictures showing off their aftermath with their faces covered in black exhaust smoke. The scenes in Port Rush have been branded as stupid and worrying as some local politicians in the town have now urged people to stop and encouraged the PSNI to clamp down on crowds gathering to partake in the activity. A spokesman for the PSNI said, no offences have been detected and so this is not a policing issue. Maybe that's <laughs> superseded yeah. by your latest one. Um, so yeah, it's basically ruining the town on <laughs> Easter weekend. But I, I think somebody was saying there was a couple of shops closed early because they brought the place to standstill. But mm-hmm. then, that's I seen that. And then it's the whole pearl clutching, you know, oh, won't someone think of the children? This has been happening <laughs> for... Rush Easter Sunday has been like that for 20 years. Yeah. Like, I remember going with Stephen Robb in 2009. To say that this is a, this year, oh, it brought the place to a standstill. Portrush, is it a standstill most Sundays during the summer? It's like, cul- let's be it's fair. A, it's a cul-de-sac. I mean, you inject a thousand cars and it. It turns into a car park. Yeah. Yeah. How, how far is Portrush from Port Stewart? Two miles, maybe. So two miles. It took us over an hour to travel from Port Stewart to Port Rush in 2009. And it's only getting worse, according to what they're saying. Mm. Yeah. So it's just that I, I don't actually see the appeal of going to it because you're just going to sit in, in traffic. 
You would. I don't really get would it. overheat within about oh, 10 minutes. So there's no you point. Need like, some of the modern. Some just be putting out shells all the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like you now when you see Kilbrony and it's, they're slow getting the cars in, all the whole cars start overheating and have to be pushed in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what's happening there. I think a sim- similar thing happens in Bundoran. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a spot for the guys to go to, too. Ah, they should just let them work away. Keep them out of our road. I'm happy enough. Just Works for like, right, lads, you have Port Rush. That's grand. We we'll live the rest of the country. <laughs> we live the rest of the country. We'll, we'll take Newcastle and Bangor. You guys can have up there. We could sacrifice the town of Port Rush. And once they get in, barrier around the town and just nuke it. Or you could do a moat, like in a skillin. And just in a skillin's an island, isn't it, basically? It's I think right, actually, by, yeah, I never thought mm, of that. Yeah. So you can moat it off and just go, right. Blow the bridge. There you go. There you go. Blow the bridge. See, yeah. we could sort this out. <laughs> I'm gonna run. When we come to par. Yep. The reload party. The reload party. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Cool. Oh, yeah, actually, I have a wee bit there. It's uh, just about a magazine. Um, Do you ever read Practical Classics? Mm-hmm. It's quite Danny a good... Maxwell's a big fan of it. Yeah, uh, my dad would get it, and my uncle gets it, and then I would read bits and pieces of it, and then Lee picked it up in the airport for me, and it's actually a really good magazine. A lot of technical stuff in it. That's, i actually written that down there. There's like loads of good tech articles, and I think that's what's missing from a lot of modern magazines, is like how-tos and bits and pieces, and just gives people a bit of an incentive to think, well, maybe I could give that a go. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely written for the the older kind of classic car owning people oh, isn't the, it? the print's pretty big in it like yeah oh, we yes. didn't notice that last night we richie and Stefan were over last night and it was sitting and richie was flicking through it and i says come on we'll do the crossword for a bit of crack and see how, oh, there's a crossword how many we can get oh there is an isadugu well you have four people in a room Spot the ball. you have four people in a room with varying tastes in cars who have been into cars for the guts of 15 years plus we couldn't do the crossword I think we got about five, and then we went back through to see did, if you got any of the letters. Would that help? Obviously, motoring related clues. Maybe one more. Clues would be a, uh, vague. Would be the the way to describe the clues. Some of them the were a bit vague. Some of them were pretty. Um, Richie getting that Gordon Murray one right through the middle that really helped because we got a lot of letters out of that. But like one of the clues was fifties Daimler model. And you're like, well, that could be literally anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What what was the what another one a was a word used by BMW across their range. A word used by BMW that across was the their whole range. Clue. Shite didn't fit. <laughs> it turned out to be series, it was like series. three series, five series, that oh. kind of thing. Uh, what was the DSCA thirteen hundred known as in the UK? Dear only knows. Again, probably shite, rusty. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of that in it. it was it's kind of weird. But the rest of the magazine's pretty good. But if you want to feel really stupid, I, 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 just crossword. I don't think I've ever seen a motoring based crossword. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you go. You don't want to see this one. All oh, right. Okay. No. <laughs> we should do one. It'd be like coil over stance. <laughs> cool Negative stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, just sort of sticking on the news thing. We've had a lot of requests for upcoming shows, so. We're going to try and be- try our best to sort of rattle through up up and coming shows over the next few months. Yeah, go for it. So let's start from the start. I'll sort of do it chronologically as such. And so MLVW Euro Project is the first show in the calendar. Is seventh and eighth of May. Yep, it's down at Kilbegan there. Very good show, uh, German based show, and we'll all be going to it, won't we? Yes. Can't wait for that. Also in May, you have the RS Regional Day at Billy Pitches in Palomino. That's the 21st of May. And 
7th of May, you have the Lockall Festival of Motorsport, and that's at Lockall Country Park. What else do I have? Right, we're moving into June now. Sorry, I'm just reading off a page here. It's hard to keep up with it all. <laughs> right, uh, Lega Curry Church. Connor, your favourite? Yes. You can preach that. Want to go get some preaching? Yeah. yeah. 17th of June, that's in uh, Lega Curry's Lisburn, isn't it? Just outside Lisburn, yeah. Lisburn. Um, what else? That'll be good. There'll be tasty burgers, um, tasty burgers. tea and tray bakes, and uh, a bit of light preaching. Light. Dad Coke. <laughs> Another show that I think it hasn't been on for about seven or eight years is the Stormont Classic, Stormont Classic Car Show. That's yeah, in that's Stormont Estate. The 11th, is it? I think the AOVC is running it. Yep, 11th mm-hmm. of June uh, in Stormont Estate. I would say that'll be heavily attended and I would say definitely worth visiting that one for it. That'll be free because it's in the Stormont Estate, so no cash needed for that. So yeah. it's happy days. Uh, Kilbrony Vintage Show, one of the biggest, largest out classic outdoor shows there is down at Kilbrony Forest Park that's the 18th of June yep. uh, at Kilbrony Forest Park as I said uh, another show that I just noticed was Eglinton Classic at Derry Rugby Club that's the 19th of June we'll just go back to the 18th um, DB on the Key down Wexford is on, on the same day as yep. Kilbrony okay 6th, 6th, 6th. Players Classic, if you want to go into England, Players Classic is the 18th and 19th of June. That's a Goodwood. Definitely a show worth going to. Really, really enjoyable. A variety of great cars and all the rest of it. Moving on to something closer to our hearts then would be Euro Treffen. Whoop, whoop. Uh, can't wait for that. 2nd of July. That's yeah. at Blue Circle Sailing Club between Whitehead and Larne. More towards Larne. Um, still in July then... 17th of July is Old School New School, Smells College in Longford. Yep. Uh, Nile and the crew down there. Also in July is the JPCCNI, so that's a Japanese car show. That's 24th of July. That's a Titanic Exhibition Centre. Vag show, or usually like to call it the Vaggie, Vaggie show, <laughs> is at Cart World in Water Grass Hill. Uh, is that near Fermoy? No. Yeah, kind of between Fermoy and Cork. It's Cork, basically. 10th of July. Uh, another great show, definitely worth going down to. And an event now that was absolutely massive last year is Supercar Sunday at Bishop Court. Yes, it's a charity one, isn't it? Yeah, the Air Ambulance uh, mm-hmm. event. Uh, I was talking to Gavin, he went to last year and he said it was absolutely unreal. Yeah. Uh, very, very big event. Large collection of supercars there. Uh, very well run event by all accounts. That's the 31st of July. As I said, Bishop Court, that's down Patrick direction. If you want to go down there. Moving into August then, we have Roll Hard, 13th and 14th of August in Bicester Heritage, just outside Oxford. We intend to go to it, don't we? Yes, we're going over. Yep. Um, August, anything else in August? August, I have one in the States, is Vag for York, Corey Show, yep. which is 7th of August. So, that's in America. Uh, aye, that's August. Then finally into September. Have you anything else, Dad, or am I covering them pretty uh, much here? Yeah, you're covering them all there. I just have a few American ones there as well. Yeah, um, you're through them, sure. So the Roots Classics show, which is ran by an amalgamation of decent people. Old Crack and Crack, People's Car. People's Car podcast is 9th to 11th of September. They're doing like a, it's like a pre-2000 kind of indoor show. It's quite cool. Um, and then Becker's show, the Junk Food Meet, is on the 19th of September. Cool. Which is basically cars and junk food, food vans, which right up my street. That sounds brilliant. Excellent. What have you got for September? So moving on to September then, we have on the 3rd of September, Grey Abbey Classic Show. So that's in Grey Abbey in the Orange Peninsula. It's uh, 
there's probably a couple of hundred cars to go to it. I think it's the community hall grounds in Grey Abbey Village. I went to it about three years ago. I think it hasn't been on since COVID, basically. But there's a lot of cars there you don't normally see. Mm-hmm. The variety of it's huge. I like the classic scene for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, some really cool cars there. So if you're out and about that direction, definitely worth calling in for. The same weekend, then Edition 38's back in Overstone Park in Northampton. Yeah, surprised to see that one. The 3rd and 4th of September. It was cancelled last minute last year, wasn't it? There it was, was very last minute. Council issues or something. I mm-hmm. uh, don't know. So they must have got that sorted. That's one of the, I was going to say oldest shows, but... It's, it's, ah, it's been around for a few flagship years. Shows yeah, for the, for the, the vag mid two thousands or so, wasn't it? Early two yeah. thousands. And then probably one of my favourite shows, uh, travelling across the water, is Clean Fest, uh, run by Keep It Clean guys, Greg and Mike. That's at the Royal Highland Centre in Edinburgh. It's the tenth and eleventh September. Absolutely love that show. Last yeah. year was superb. So it's worth the ferry trip, guys. Get over there. Um, it's in Edinburgh. One of my favourite. Most favorite cities in the world, and it's like a it's, short tram journey in uh, Edinburgh. It's so you can go on the, the tram. Yeah. You're in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is just unreal. It's like Harry Potter land. Edinburgh. It's also <laughs> full of alcohol. <laughs> well, enough about that. But uh, yeah, I think that's. Did you mention Let's Dance? Oh, sorry. There it is. There, August. Yes, uh, Let's Dance is Stance is the seventh of August, and that's at Meadowbank Arena in Markerfeld. And Titanic Dubs, no date yet? Not confirmed a date as yet. Okay. I think Legendary have their date, which is the last Sunday of September. Last Sunday of September. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty more as well. If anybody wants the message in, we'll yeah. Fire them them in. drop them in or put a post up on the Instagram page as well. Absolutely. So, that's our news. Uh, just a quick move into YouTube. So, YouTube podcast, uh, Adam LZ has started his own podcast called The Scenic Route. Yes. I've started listening to a few of them. I think he's done five or six of them so far. So he has some really cool guests uh, from the world of YouTube and automotive sort of stuff. And I listened to the Jimmy Oaks one. Jimmy Oaks one was brilliant. It was interesting to see because he talks about like the transition of sort of starting out quite small and then mm-hmm. how it grew. Yeah. He also has TJ Hunt and Larry Chen and there's a few others. I can't remember them right now, but... Um, and obviously a lot of people listen to this, listen to the podcast. So there's a new one for you. Get stuck into it. Moving on to YouTube then, a uh, channel that I watch from time to time, Cars with Luke, uh, English guy living out in Switzerland. He has posted his latest progress on an Audi 100 500 brake build. Nice. So it sort of got slowed down because of um, COVID and all the rest of it, but uh, quite comprehensive. A few videos on this Audi 100 that he bought and it's complete rebuild. That's a 500 horsepower Audi 100. Yeah. Like that's a death coffin, isn't it? Class. Um <laughs> No, his channel's really, really good. He's, I don't know what he does for a living. It's something to do with photography or videography, but all his videos are just well produced, deliciously 4K scenery of Switzerland, just a lot of Porsche content and supercars, so check it out. Uh, moving on then is Johnny Smith's uh, Late Break Show channel. I have this. I wonder, is it the same one I'm going to mention? Uh, Car Cave series? Nope. Nope. There we go. Uh, so Johnny Smith's obviously an ex-fifth gear isn't fifth gear presenter? Yeah, and Revs magazine and yep. big he, in the various parts of the car scene. One of my favourite automotive sort of dudes. Yes. Uh, about it. He also does a podcast just on the side note called Smith and Sniff with Richard Porter. Also a very good podcast. Is, yeah. Check it out. So the Car Cave series, uh, I think there's about 15 series, 15 videos in the series. And it has everything from Resto 1911s to iconic Mercs to Lotus Cortinas to DTM Classics to supercars of yesteryear. His latest one is with a fellow called Willie Hamilton and 
Marnock. Uh, big collection of various cars, uh, heavy on old escorts and some rare stuff. But the highlight for me was the Xworks 131 Abarth rally car. And it's just a wee, I think it's a 20 minute video, just walking around chatting to this guy. Even his office, his office is cool. Like he has these chairs and the chairs are upholstered with uh, race overalls from oh, that's pretty the cool. F1 teams. Oh, cool. So it is. So. Soaked in oil. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, no, that's my recap on YouTube and podcast, Connor. You want to jump in there? Yeah, just stay on Johnny Smith. Did you see the one he did with the lightweight 911? Yeah. Yeah, that's an... Uh, you didn't see it, Lee, did you? I watched the wee bit at the start of it when you were watching it with Stefan the other night. It, it looked... Nerdy. Oh yeah, it's basically an exercise in how like can you make a. I can't remember what year it's like late sixties, early seventies style nine eleven. Um, it's in the low six hundred kilos mark. It he's aiming for high five hundreds. It's. Just I remember um, weird years ago on Top Gear, Richard Hammond talking about the NSX uh-huh. and saying about all this sort of stuff they'd done to lighten it. They'd like playing down the windscreen and all this here, and they put. I remember the thing he said was they put this like mesh gear gator on yeah. instead of like a leather one <laughs> which saved 20 grams or something and he oh, was yeah. like i could have done that by wearing lighter socks <laughs> <laughs> but this is what this guy's done because i think he went into the point of like working out what was the lightest 911 wiper motor and just installing that and yeah. then starting to drill it so it's it's a fun little episode and the guy's quite enthusiastic about it how he goes through and talks what he has done um the other one i talked about this a while back was uh follows leah blocks uh training for the unicorn racing yeah and it was on Instagram TV, which was kind of a weird thing to put it out on because you're you stuck have to, to have it in your phone. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is now on YouTube. And it follows, like, she goes to IROS, which is the fast RDs. Uh, Donkmaster teaches her how to talk shit, basically. Um, he's <laughs> he's a fascinating character. But no, it's I watched a bit of it the other day. It's quite good. I think it's about 40 minutes or so. And then the final one I have is. Sorry, just before you move on, Ken Block's sort of dropping a few Audi videos now and again with the new. RSGT. Uh, oh, really? I, haven't seen, I don't even think I follow him on YouTube. Yeah, I must check it. a few videos of just sheer acceleration and all the rest of it mm. and different wee bits and bobs. I want to check that out. Um, Dutch Auto Parts, Shop, uh, Shop DAP have a YouTube channel I've talked about before. And Let me guess I, the video. I, I thought of you when I seen this video. The Mark 7 with the RS3 engine? Yes. <laughs> uh, so cool. I think we talked back in the early days that that's the engine that should have came in the Golf oh, R. Mm-hmm. And it's the age old thing of Audi won't give them it. Uh, Audi knows rightly that if they had to let them have it, they wouldn't have sold any RS3s. Yeah, exactly. So this guy has... I would I would have an RS3 over a Mark 7, like, for sure. With the same drivetrain? Yeah. Really? Mm, I don't know. I like Audis. They are nice, but to me, they, they really should have ramped up the R. Superior build quality. Just saying. Nah, nah, mate. <laughs> Um, yeah it's really good it kind of the guy has does a walk around the thing explains how they put the car in what was involved in it, the price the, it actually worked out by the time he bought his Golf R and then bought all the bits to do and had it converted it was around the price of an RS3 anyway so if you were going to do it mm-hmm. it's one or the other kind of thing but if you want something that's a bit different this is the one to have but yeah as soon as I seen this video I was thinking of Nigel because I knew rightly yeah. this would be right up your street just when we're saying about build quality, that was the thing that I, I really got from driving those Hyundais over the last couple of weeks. When I got back to the airport and sat back in the Skoda, it was just like, oh yeah, this is why we drive German cars. That's interesting because the, the likes of the Korean build quality has ramped up in this last 10 or 15 it's years. It's better than what it used to be. But still plastic. But even though you would say Skoda is the lesser of the VAG range, 
and it's night and day compared to those Hyundai's. Like, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Though. Well, did you find them well specced? Because when I was driving, they I drove well an specced I forty. Well, I, it's a bit like the Skodas, though. They, they pump like yeah. features into them to get you to buy them over the other models. You but know, even like the steering wheel, you know, just like the whole feel of the car, like the door handle, the interior door handles, just shitty feel. You know what I mean? It says the woman who drives a Mark One Jetta. <laughs> I always refer, refer back to Clarkson done a video one time, and he sort of scratched the dashboard. You know? Oh yeah, just the you know that just sort the of feel, no, yeah, yeah. And the at, seats, the end of, at the end of the it's day, it's like sitting in a kitchen chair. At the end of the day, when you're driving the car, you're not driving outside it; you're inside it. Yeah, this is what you're facing, so it better be damn good. Well, that was why I always like having the interior of a car sorted as well, because that's where you spend your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the engine bay is still more important to me, but the interior is pretty good too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, that's uh, YouTube sort of section covered on. So we'll move into some proper automotive news then. So kick it off, Connor. Uh, first one I have is the new 7 series. Have you guys seen that? I have not. It is... An ugly motherfucker. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, Let me guess, it's grills rather large. Large grills and the daytime running lights, they've kind of hidden the headlights down in the bumper. Almost like kind of quite low, you'd imagine where the fog lights would be. And the daytime running lights take the place of where you would imagine the headlights would be. But they're basically a thin strip along the top of the bumper, yeah. like bonnet edge. See, with headlight technology, this is what you're going to find now. The design won't be restrained by headlights dominating the front of a car. So this is what you're going to see more well, and more. That's it. And they talk that about when cars become proper EVs, you're not constrained to having an engine in the front passenger compartment and your trunk and, or the, the boot kind of thing area. So, But you, you, you still will have the general shape because of drag coefficients. Yeah. Yeah, but oh. you're not tied exactly to it. But yeah, you're right with headlight technology. Like you can get out of like a single LED, you know, compared to what you would get out of a normal headlight bulb yeah. 30, 40 years ago. It just doesn't make for nice aesthetics in the front of a car, what you're expecting. Um, as we all know as well, I'm no fan of the E60 5 Series. That's the Chris Bangle era. Is that era. the oil one? Yes, it yeah. is. Uh, so shout out to TJ and Chris Moran, who are big fans of those at the minute. God love them. But... All is, for, all is forgiven, and Chris Bangle can come back, in my opinion, because this thing is a lot uglier than what the 5 Series was. <laughs> he destroyed those cars, I will add, but this is a step further. So we've all heard of Netflix and Chill. Well, what about Netflix and Kill? So Highway Code... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds highway, like my kind of night. <laughs> highway Code, uh, watching TV and self-driving cars will be allowed. People using self-driving cars will be allowed to watch television on built-in screens under proposals proposed updates to the highway code the changes will say drivers must be ready to take back control of the vehicles when prompted the government said the first use of self-driving technology is likely to be when traveling at low speeds and motorways such as in congested traffic however using mobile phones while driving will remain illegal that's weird plan changes to the code are expected to come in over the summer so so you can't you can't use a mobile phone but you can watch netflix yeah why what it's just mental uh that's so weird do you think the mobile phone thing is a thing of convenience that you can if the police did stop you you could just say well i was in automatic pilot mode you know i don't know it's just absolutely mental um that they have these two you know things that oh you can't use your mobile phones but you can watch i don't know making a murder or whatever you want yeah the usual Netflix thing you do. <laughs> That's so weird. So do you could we become on a making a murder episode with your murderous car? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so there's more happy e- or technology news. news like basically. It. Um my first one is about a guy 
I mean, he's basically a tout, so we hate him. Okay, right. So basically, in New York City, they don't want commercial vehicles idling in the city. Right. So they're supposed to, like, if they're making a delivery or whatever, they're supposed to turn their engine off. Like stop start? No. I don't know. Or just turn it off in general? Just turn it off, I think. So you can, they've got like a reward system for the public where you can like take a video on your phone and send in and report vehicles that are idling illegally. And this guy has racked up 125 grand from reporting idling trucks, basically. 125 grand. Mm -hmm. Supergrass. Yeah. Donald Blair is his name. Has it got his address there? (laughs) We can have him kneecapped. So you get um eighty seven fifty dollars or a quarter of the issued fine. So I think there's probably like a, like a, a scale of, of if you know you've the particular vehicle or company or whatever has been caught more I think the fine goes up and then whoever the reporter was gets a quarter of it. So what you're saying is all you need to do is give homeless people phones and they can suddenly have a job? Yeah. Reporting. Idling trucks. <laughs> like how crazy is that? We've solved the homeless issue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Donald Blair should remember, I think, that uh, snitches get stitches. 125 grand. Yeah. You doing calculations? That's here, four, over 1,400 people he's tired of them. That is mental. Yep. Daffy, kneecapped. Um, just to conclude, he's a dick. Tights out. <laughs> uh, I don't think he'd last too long in this country. No, he no. wouldn't. No. He'd be nailed to a fence the tra- somewhere. The traffic wardens <laughs> don't really get a good of a time and it's their job. Um... Another one for me then is the Fast 10 film has been announced. Fast 10, your seatbelts? Unfortunately not. They did miss a trick, as we've mentioned before. So they've done In the Sea, they've done Flying, they've done Space. So that leaves time travel. The time travel is the next one, yep. 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 They're they're going to do a crossover with Jurassic Park. Um, (laughs) So it's called Fast X. So I don't know where we're going to go with this. It's G X-Men. We're going to bring X-Men in. It's got crossover, but Deadpool on it. Um, yeah, so it's due out on May the 19th, 19th of May, 2023. I still Hold haven't on, watched... I'll just put that in my calendar here. I'm so excited for it. I still haven't watched Fast 9 of any of you guys. I no. haven't watched Fast 5. Oh, really? No. Oh, you ducked out earlier than I did then. I re- you know how much I refused to watch Fast 9? I could have watched it for free while bored on the airplane on the way to Florida, and I didn't. I watched the film I'd already seen. You just watched the like, Notebook again, did you? Not the Notebook, no, it was The Guard. All right, it's okay. a good film. <laughs> I don't think I've actually ever seen the Notebook, have I? No. No, You've there probably we go. Nor have I. You've probably seen good. lots of memes from the Notebook, though. Oh, have I? I probably don't even know what probably I'm saying. Uh, yeah, so that's one that I'll not be seeing, but people might be excited about if they're weird. I don't know. Just kill that franchise, please. Someone do it. We need to kill Vin Diesel. That's what we need to do. Although it did continue He's on with Paul serious Walker. bank off this. He is, I just utters the word family family yeah he did that and i am Groot. he managed to make money millions off three three words and now he's making off one smart man weird who did i see was announced recently he's gonna be in that film it's become the expendables they just got they all just the picked, old guys yeah. i can't remember who it was will smith someone slapped somebody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no they were kind of about mike tyson on it to see him punching the guy in the plane yeah. kudos to big mike old killer mike <laughs> Uh, another story from myself is I was 
it came up in my news feed. So speeding limit, speed limiting devices that reduce the power of engines or sound an alarm if drivers go over the speed limit could be fitted to all new cars under plans to fall in line with controversial EU ruling it's been reported. Yeah, they've been touting this for a few years now. I think 2023 was a date for the UK. Yeah, so it's understood ministers will announce plans for a consultation on vehicle safety measures to help stop people speeding. They, of course, the, the reported plans have been backed by environmental groups because uh, it reduced pollution apparently. So critics have hit out at the Big Brother idea, which would mean greater control in people's lives. Uh, Tory MP has suggested that Big Brother in your cockpit proposals were further evidence of an anti-driver campaign. The last time I had Lee's Superb on a track and you go over 80 miles an hour, it blinks up to say that you're... Uh, speeding. You're speeding, essentially. No, you can turn that off. I don't have that on my profile. It only happens when you're driving. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to turn that off then. That's excellent. <laughs> the scooter must know you, can't. <laughs> <laughs> it gave up trying to stop Lee speeding. <laughs> It's just like, oh, you never listened. No. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> oh, dear. Tights out in New York. Yeah. Tights yeah. out in your fucking car that is going to tight uh, on you for speeding. So everybody's going to tight. Pretty much. I have one um, might appeal to some people who are visually challenged. Um, the delightful new Land Rover Defender, which, as you all know, I think is beautiful. This will suit the BMW designers down to the ground. <laughs> Um, you can now order a convertible version just to make it look even better. Of a Defender? Mm-hmm. Not from Land Rover, though. Oh, right, right. It's uh, a company who are doing a... Land Rover done a Range Rover Evoque convertible. They did. And it yeah. was horrific. Horrific, yeah. Um, if you're one for an open-top Defender, worry not. You may now order one, albeit not from Land Rover themselves. Heritage Customs, a Dutch coach builder, has opened their order books for Land Rover Defender convertible based on the three-door Defender 90. Now, let's just think. Dutch guys, handy. drugs. They're definitely going on there. <laughs> yeah. But handy for throwing bags of calf feed into the back of her all, wouldn't it? You don't have to open the doors. Calf feed. <laughs> so they're calling it Some a... Some lick buckets. That's it. <laughs> they're calling it a Valiance Defender. It doesn't come cheap, though. Um, it costs 84,700 euros. Wasn't paying 84 so grand for less. stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a CSL. Which... Sounds like a BMW. Doesn't include the cost of buying the Defender. Uh, so that's it's, the that's, that's just the for the fee. conversion. I oh, cut the roof off a defender for free. <laughs> um, they're limiting it to five units initially, and then Thank God. anybody else who has no eyes and lots of money can get on the order book after that. That should be the marketing campaign. Have you no eyes and lots of money? Come to us. Get our bot. <laughs> what a weird thing. Um, Top Gear. We have been fans for years. I've fallen in love with it. I've fallen out of love with it. But you can't deny that a lot of the stuff that have come out of it is iconic, especially the cars that were used in the specials so and the challenges as well. So uh, Bewley Motor Museum in Bewley, England, have an actual museum dedicated to all the old cars that were used in it. And they've updated it recently to get the newer that's, models that's into it. That's all the collection is, X Top Gear? Yeah. And they have right. the basically a replica set up of the studio as well. So you can kind of like take photographs and things in it. Where's Bewley in England? Oh, I, my... Geography of England is Yeah, me too. I was in bad. Essex all week and I couldn't point it out on a map. Like I think of Bewley and all I think of the coffee shops, Bewley's. I don't even know what that is. I don't drink coffee. Um, yeah, so I you've never been to Top Gear live recording, have you? No. no, the only ones I ever knew went to it was Ram McElmeal and Richard McMurrin, I think, That's flew right, over. Yeah. So if you wanted to pretend just that a, you were. Just a quick shout out. Uh, Ryan sold his anniversary. I, I think I was as news. shocked as he was, yeah. I was like, what? Yep, put it up for sale, gone. That must mean he's going to finish the Audi then. 
He says it is, yeah. I think he's with me finishing the polo, though, as well with him. <laughs> and so we're going to roll them out together. There's long term and then there's Connor term. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> someone I know has a car off Here, the road a year like long a than spy- I have. Hold on. You're, this is like a Spider-Man on me. Yeah, we're going to start pointing at each other. Your Vento's been off the road from like 2014. Your Edison 30's been off the road from 2008. Yeah. That's a year longer than me. Yeah. Well, it's moved from one place to another. Well, at least it's moved further than mine has, to be fair. Yeah. Um, steam, obviously. If you were to go to this museum, which one of the cars would you want to see? I want to see the Hilux. I was just saying the Hilux. Left the Hilux. Yeah. Um, I really thought the milk fluke thing was funny. Yes, it was quite cool. Oliver. Oliver. Oh, Oliver. Yeah. He all the way back from Africa, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was quite cool. Yeah, the so India trip cars. Was I the think they left them up the mountains. There was the Rolls Royce, the Mini. What was the other car they had that trip? I don't remember that one. Maybe it was when I stopped watching them, was it? Mm, I think it was in the final series or the penultimate the, one. The last of the... Clarkson. Ah, uh, yeah, no, I didn't see them. No, no it was good. Yeah, they, had, they did have some cool cars over the years. Do you remember Even the, in the new ones. Do you remember, remember the, what do you call them? Harris? Was it a 2CV? No, not a 2CV. A Renault 4 or something he had. Yeah. Do you remember? And then it like failed a couple of miles from the end and he was heartbroken. What What about the early Clarkson ones? I think they were given 10 grand to buy an 80 super or 70 supercar. And they get the Stringfellows trip club. That's right. Yes. That's right. <laughs> uh, Hammond had a Ferrari Dino. Clarkson had... A uh, Mura? Was it Mura he had? I wasn't the price of a Mura then compared to now. And what did May have? There's probably people shouting at me right now. Oh, you're pass, taking me but, back. But way it's back a, there. it was a good one. I'd like to see them. That's me for news then. Cool. My last one is just about the F one fifty lightning. So I think Connor, you had mentioned it way back when it was kind of announced. Yeah, the, the electric. electric one. Um you can buy one, but uh, they've actually sold out for the 2022 model year. The, yeah, they've uh, put up a, a text on their website saying, due to high demand, the current model is no longer available for retail order. So they've sold out for 2022 for pre-orders. Four months into the year. Yeah. That's mental. That that must be, you'd imagine, like, new businesses looking tax breaks and things they got for EVs. Yeah. You know, like a commercial EV. So is that you? Mm-hmm. Cool, well that wraps up the news then. So before we move on to our final section of questions, just a quick word from our sponsor. Yeah, so our sponsor, Studio 10 Detail, located in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. We've talked about them before at length. Lee, you've had worked on them before? I have. I had the Sirocco and my Sepoib Which is done. odd for you. Imagine detailers doing show cars, show season, that kind of thing. Yours is more the daily driver. Yeah, the heavily used dailies. I must, like, see the glass coating. I mean... I would recommend that to anybody. It is, it's so good. That's one of my favorite things you had done yeah. to the car. Have you had yours done with it? I had the Edition 30 done. I had a full uh, package with the ceramic coating. And anybody that's thinking about getting the car detailed, I'm not going to say you'd be a fool not to get it ceramically coated, but you would. Yeah. Well, the miles do you do, Lee, especially mm-hmm. with a daily driver, it you just, just hose it. It locks, it locks the shine in and locks yeah. the protection in. It's so brilliant. It's not that much more once you've went down that road. So you might as well get the ceramic package put on. Yeah, that's no, well worth it. It makes such a job of it. And Robin is like super nerdy about it. Like, oh, yeah. like in a good way. Like, you know, he's going to do a good job. He's enthusiastic about it. He really cares and really talks you through wants the progress. And then he wants you to like 
you know, maintain it properly afterwards and stuff, which I'm sorry to say, Robin, I'm not really that good at. But he's definitely super knowledgeable. He'll recommend you the products to keep up, you know, the upkeep of it and how to wash properly. And so, yeah, definitely recommend. He also has the online training package. So uh, if you want to check that out. Yeah. So anything interests you from that we chat there, folks, check him out at Studio 10 Detail on social media. So we'll just move on now to our final section, which is some of the questions from our listeners. As usual, these will be sensible. Yeah, yep. there's a few sensible ones, a few <laughs> not so sensible ones. Uh, so Let's crack on. We'll just start here. Uh, S14 OCP. What's your opinion on Auto Star Wheels? Seen a few at Dubshed. Any good reviews? I had to Google what Auto Star Wheels were. I I think I'm completely out of the loop. These You're are going to have to tell are, me what they are. They're as basically well. rep classic eighties. Yeah, sort so of they're reps bag of and jap wheels. Which I'm the wrong person to ask on this because I'm Can you an get absolute bags? no damn. But I'm a I'm an absolute snob when it comes to wheels. So fake wheels. There's not reps of Workmeister, reps of various magnesium BBS wheels. Um, so, but they're not real. They're not real. It kills me. But let's face it, those wheels they are just mentioned, they're thousands of pounds. Yeah, you're talking four grand if you want to set up yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, do they do non-split replicas? You know, do they do like single piece type stuff? I'm sure they do. That's, yeah. yeah something like that. I'd be like, yeah, that's that's more my scene. Um, Jake underscore slow up. Dream podcast guest, other than me, of course. That'll be a cold day in hell, Jake. <laughs> uh, dream podcast guest. Gunther. <sighs> yeah, that would be quite good. Chris Harris. Chris Harris would be good. I don't know. I never thought about this one. <laughs> I, I, I think Scarlett from Hennigan would be cool. Yes, yeah, the Revival guys Any, did any it, interview he's done has just been so interesting. There was one you talked about recently he was on, uh, Collecting Cars, Chris Harris. Yeah. That was absolutely well, brilliant as well. Mind, sir. Go okay. for it. Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg. Just so I can look at him. It's a phone interview. Is that all you want to do, Tim? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I, I, this has to be a live in-person interview. <laughs> Just be a 90 minutes mauling. Um, You're not even going to record it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, flat <laughs> record. Uh, MMC.automotive. Is Port Sunday currently correlated and a small minority, or is it actually enthusiasts there? I think is what he's trying to say on that. I think I've sort of covered it. There is a core of enthusiasts, but it's... Um, Infiltrated by a load of dickheads. Yeah. Which that's, always, the su- that's the sum it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Ryan Codlib. Does anyone think Nigel looks like Lewis Hamilton on a scooter at Dubshed? <laughs> Unless I do rig challenge, no. No, definitely not. <laughs> 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 the riggy face. Uh, I, think I, I think I'm a bit heavier than Lewis Hamilton also. You, you haven't didn't. had the hair transplant either. <laughs> no. And you haven't got your entourage to throw things at. What do you call his assistant that keeps following around? Oh, the blonde woman. I can't mind her name. Is I feel Pe- sorry Penny? for her. Oh, I'm not no. sure. Okay. Um, I know he gives her dogs abuse, though. <laughs> Jack C. Hanran, is Herbie cool or an overdone Volkswagen cliche currently watching the Lindsay Lohan one? I loved Herbie, Herbie films awesome. growing up. Yeah, the original films were absolutely brilliant. I never don't think I've seen the later Lindsay I Lohan I haven't seen ones. the Lindsay Lohan one. Um... It is a bit of a cliche, but it's not something you see very often anymore on the Beatles sort of thing. No. Herbie's awesome. Um, I always liked the you know, the black one, the evil one. Yeah, the bad. Do you remember the wee, like, beaten up one? Do you remember when all the Beatles, like, all come yeah. out? All, and there's the wee one, like, limping along behind with his wee wonky <laughs> headlight and stuff. Those are awesome films. Yeah. 
Um, Jack also says, if you had to buy an air-cooled Volkswagen, what would you buy? Either uh, shotgun and blow my head off. No, uh, either an SP2, which is a Brazilian market car, yeah. or Carmen Ghia, like Matt Donnelly's one. Just I love it. But I'd have to put a Porsche, on it. Porsche engine on it. Aye, something to make it go quick. The notchbacks are nice, mm. yeah. Uh, the Type 3 estates I quite fond like of as well. Too. I've seen a few of those in the estates with um, custom splits on them. The blue I would one. immediately put another engine on it though. Oh, you have to. You put a VR6 <laughs> or something into it. Even a diesel would be better. Lawnmower engine, something to better go in it. <laughs> Ken Don, which is less chaos? Port Rush on Easter Sunday or Port Rush on the Northwest 200 Saturday? Mm, it's a tough call, I'd say. I think those two events suffer from the same thing you have a core group of enthusiasts that go and then people that just go to drink and cause chaos yeah and it's pretty much why I don't go to either the thought of going to Port Sunday now just nah. no not for you no I, I'm too old for that shit <laughs> yeah alright rings <laughs> no murder no ah, that was the wrong one murder yeah again need the Ricky face competition for that Correct. one Eric Chung says BMWs are better than Volkswagens. There, I said it. Up yours. He does have a nice M5. New shape um, M5. Nice addition there, yeah. yeah. So everybody's okay. allowed to be wrong sometimes. That's it, yeah. We're not always right. GTI and I underscore. That picture, with the picture I put up for the questions, was you and your bicycle having a great time yeah, at Holland. a few people messaged about that. That was, uh, I think somebody said about the fun we had. The, the, the reason behind that picture was basically we were in Holland for uh, MIVW show. Yes, there was a whole, was there a crowd of about 20 of us there? Oh, and we got crowd. taxis. In Holland, taxis are hard to come by. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we discovered that on our, the day we were going to the show. So we had a series of taxis coming. The last one didn't turn up. And suddenly had, I think it was four or five of us left. And we just went, there, there's bike hire centres basically every 300 metres in the place. Yeah. Let's hire a bike and we'll cycle there. Because on the map, it only looked like two or three miles away. Uh, yeah, it, it always. A bit more than that. But, uh so we went and hired these bikes and we used Google Maps. So where the where the show was held is basically an airfield. And it's a large airfield. And of course, Google Maps took us to an entrance that is closed. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we cycled for about 45 minutes around this entrance and then we had to come right back on ourselves and go right around the other side. The photos from that, those fantastic. But I remember we're laughing and giggling and all the rest of it. And we're completely sober. And we're going, we don't care if we get the car, so we've had so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I think you guys had better fun than we had yeah. that weekend. Um, he says, that picture, best time getting lost whilst looking for a car show ever. About two hours, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so that's goes. right. Fogel underscore O'Reilly 26. Anyone have a 1.9 TDI 130 engine? Mine sounds bad. Now, I will add that there's sounding bad and there's this. <laughs> knock knock who's oh, there yes there's a knock knock joke in there somewhere so if anybody has a in fact hmm, I I know there's one sitting in a scrap mm-hmm. car yep there we go I might get rid of that handy connecting people yes uh, Chris Moran he, I like this one he says uh, you've decided you want to marry your cousin and join the felt way of life <laughs> what is your steed of choice on your first three mods I actually drove past Chris Moran uh Easter Tuesday out for a drive with the family and I drove past uh, it was actually his house on the way back or the way to Newcastle we went the long way down the peninsula and across the ferry and uh, 
drove past he was pulling out in the M3. Oh, nice. Now, yeah, he, I sort of went, there's Chris. And I think he... Did he spot you? And it was sort of weird, but it was too late. And then he imagined going, was that you? And I went, yeah, yeah. I had a similar moment with Nell O'Dowd there. I, he had the silver 993. And I met it on the road, and I was that busy looking at the car going, is that an old car? And I caught a hand at the last second, and I missed him, he's got his 993 back. Very good. Yeah. Good It's good on stuff. coilovers at the minute on a set of Porsche cup wheels, and mm. looks really, really good. Uh, the question then? I was I, like, do you go classic? Well, I have two options. You know, do you go, so classic, you'd go D-Turbo, Dare V2s. Phase 1. Phase 1. Kingfisher Blue. Yeah. Um, Derby 2's screw to the moon yep and the torsion bar wound full down or do you stick with your vag heritage and go mark 4 on RS6's slammed with a big whip aerial or a Van Aiken sticker actually I'd substitute Th- the, the aerial to the, the sticker yeah you do need the stickers so yeah, or do you I- go more into the modern era and go like C-class E90, so they're the new felt wagon. No? I, I love that there's evolutions of felt. <laughs> there is, yeah. Yep. See, I, I, miss, I didn't interpret that that way. I was, it was basically, I seen that as pick a, a felt spec generation car. Mm. Uh-huh. So I was thinking a Bora or an IS200. So the Bora, three mods, uh, lobster claw, Porsche wheels, coilovers, and R32 front and rear bumpers. Oh, you went nice. Yeah. You went Classy on a Turn traditionally felt spec No, no, car. I'd go full felt. <laughs> I'd go, I'd think I, my choice would be the 306 just for tradition. And then if I was going or to... Or Zara. See, I'm, in, I'm trying to improve the scene. You definitely are. You're um, making a much better job of it. IS200, Ray T37s. Yes. Coilovers and a uh, RB, RB26 conversion. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. A lot of them's crop, uh, cropping up now turboed. The felters are turboing yeah. them. They've found technology. It's weird. They're sticking Jay-Z's in them. Yeah, they Richard are. Richard Bradley's page. Like, it's just... Ah, finally, somebody's really putting decent ends in these things. I know. I, I quite like them as a car. I think they're a good-looking car. They're just gutless. It's one of those cars where... Yeah, they, They've I've, just been destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, the reputation has been destroyed. Um, What would I do? I think I would go the tradition, like you said. Mm. Phase 1, D-Turbo. Uh, wheels-wise. Well, there's, there's two icons of the felt spec. It's, as you said, the D-Turbo 306... Well, the Xanthia is like the yeah, the Zara and stuff, yeah. Um, and then the Mark IV Golf Stratora. slash Bora, yeah. Wheel wise, uh, Wolf Race Katanas back oh, in wow. the day, you have to have it slammed, especially more at the back. And someone um, said I can't choose between a window sticker, a massive sunstrip, or massive sunstrip with a fake tuning company. Maybe. You got to screw it right though. I know that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can with McCann developments. Yes, something like that. Something McCann absolutely ridiculous. Or on the back window, clipping like bells and fucking bitches. McCann developments. Yeah. yeah it's, the, it's the window stickers that get me. The back windows are just amazing. It's just no goal liner, but just some boss. Did we cover the fact, I think we have, the two Johnnies that podcast down south? No? Yes. I think you talked about them, yeah. They done... A section in their podcast a week before they done they That's went right. on RTE and get took down and it was all these rash window stickers and they had to take a week off the show because they had to be apologetic because this left wing woman came on and said that's repelling undermining that's why we don't get big and we can say what yeah. we want yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't get cancelled if it's just us yep <laughs> uh, Elian McGee 89 when's Euro Treffin Nigel 2nd of July Blue Circle Sailing Club it's going to be cool whoop whoop uh, Caleb McLennan 
how's the progress on the new garage? Any pictures? Progress is the same as before. We haven't we got have any further. We less concrete than the last time we reported. Yeah, there's a crack up the centre, so they cut it out to repair it. And I technically, as Lee says, we have less concrete than before. Oh, very good. We're going backwards. Uh, Simon Dot White, favourite modern car? Mark Sam Club Sport. Mm, RS5. Ah, both strong choices. I really don't know. I don't. I don't look. I don't look at modern cars. I'm really weird. No, I'm changing mine. Uh, Alpha Julia. Sorry. Ah, that's definitely you. Yeah. It's a bit of me. I'm gonna have one of them. I do quite like the new RS6s, but I don't think it would be mad looking. One of had the money for it. If you know what I mean. Hundred k. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You just sort of think to yourself, you could do a lot more with a hundred grand than yeah. buy that. Um, I'll have to come back to that one. Black Magic Metalworks, Tony. Why aren't you at dust off? Because we're four thousand miles away, Tony. And he wouldn't fit me in. Tony had this thing where uh, he was giving off because people were coming to him and saying a month before a show and saying, "Can you do my engine bay?" And he was like, "What do you think?" <laughs> no. So I started telling people on Facebook that he would that he had uh, slots available. Good. And he says he's going to tell people that uh, they can just turn up at Dub Shed and that they can move their cars and leave whenever they want. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you, touche." <laughs> yeah, well played. Uh, Dennis Lacouf machining with progress underway with the shop. Any plans for some big equipment, lathes, mills, etc.? I would love something like that, but I don't have the use of them. Press, maybe? I like a press, yeah. yeah. I would, you can buy, I think it's a smithy. I think Tony from Black Magic Metalworks was talking about it. It's a cross between a pillar drill and a milling machine. It's quite a small mm-hmm. setup, but for stuff that we would be doing, it would be perfect. I could see you getting a 3D printer. I do, I do want a 3D printer. I, I think we talked about as well a uh, vertical compressor. Yes, I'd like a vertical compressor because the horizontal ones just take up a whole lot of floor space. It's a big thing in America, but you don't really see them here very often. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to rig something up and try not to get blew up. Um, Dennis also says, ever plan on attending car shows or events in Canada? There's bureaucracy. There's a big Volkswagen show in Canada. I'd love to go to Canada. I've always wanted to go. If only we had some Catherine sort of contact has a really good there. word on it. He does, he, yeah. Uh, he's going back this year, isn't he? He was there a couple of years ago. If only with some sort of contact in Canada we could go see, you know. But nice. <laughs> <If> only. <laughs> uh, I like the bureaucracy. It looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, Dennis also says, what automotive decade is your favourite? 80s. I'm a 90s kid. Yeah, 90s, I think. Which is funny because it just goes to show you what you grew up with. There's yeah. like roughly 10 years between us. Well, I, I'm a fine line. So the end of the 80s, start of the 90s is where I am. Aye. That's, I'd be kind of the same, to be fair. I do like the early 2000s, but more more so the early 90s. Um, what's your favourite Top Gear special? Favourite Top? The American one? The, one of the first American ones is very good. Man Love Rules, okay. Oh, is that that one? Yeah, yeah. so good. He turned, <laughs> did he turn up with a car on the roof? That's right, yeah. yeah. And just had the brakes to roll off. Yeah. Oh. The Africa one was very good. Yeah, it was. I would say it's probably better than the American one. Mm-hmm. The original early one, do you remember Clarkson drove back the Bugatti from Italy and they flew home in the plane? Yeah, the, the races with the different the transports were always very I think good. the first race they ever did was the DB9 racing the train mm-hmm. down yes. in France. I think that was the first one and they realised, oh, people this, really like this. This is a good thing. The one where they went London, uh, Hammond was in the old classic bike. That's right, yeah. 
May was on a classic Morgan or something, or what was he driving? Oh, I can't remember. And Clarkson doing the train. Yeah, I do remember the bike because I remember thinking because Hamlin's into the, the bikes and stuff like that. Yeah, that's actually a very good one. Yeah, they've all kind of blurred together a wee bit, but yeah, what is there, some like thirty of them or forty really, series really of good. them? Because they've done so many of them, it's hard to do something different. Yeah, yeah. problem now. Uh, Robin thirty three controversial, but are split wheels played out? Nope. Never will be. Some of them. Yeah, and Lee's not Lee's not as mad on them as Lee ours. <laughs> you know Nigel here's Lyar. my thing, right? Split wheels, fine. RS is not my favourite, but you know, I appreciate them on certain cars, whatever. You know, they're a classic look. I don't get the making your solid wheels into a split. Well the idea just behind for the that, sake of it. The like, idea behind dumb. that is that it usually upsizes the wheel. So if you have a fourteen, it usually goes to a sixteen. So you can put it on a slightly it gives you a bigger car, you so know. So you, you could just do step dishes because they're awesome. No, <laughs> no, we'll not even enter that realm. <laughs> I'll, I'll insult everyone. On that topic, what was the make of wheels that Simon messaged about? Have you seen them? Uh, Auto Auto Star wheels. They do a snowflake split rep. Did they ever do this? So they're doing reps of wheels that don't exist, essentially. Are they reps then? This is repception. Uh, repception. <laughs> yep. <laughs> There's a term for the Oxford. There we go. Oxford session. You should call the podcast that. There you go. That saved a lot of hassle. Uh, S20 GVM. Who's going to do our soundtrack? I don't know. We call your guy that does them for Inception and... Oh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Who's he? Hans Zimmer for him. He's a quarry age now. S20 GVN. You guys heading to MLVW Euro Project in Kilbegan in May. It might take the land yacht. Get her down there, boy. Yes. Yeah, we'll be there. That We're... thing of his is a land yacht. By the way, he rolled up to Dubshed and I was like, where am I going to park this? I know. <laughs> it's fucking enormous. <laughs> there was a few times towards the end of the day where I was like, oh, there's a nice wee spot there. I'll get a car into you. And someone rolled in in uh, like a chaser and I'm like, why? Why did you come here? <laughs> You're too big. Go he away. Should, he should get himself a chauffeur's hat. Oh, yeah. Or just sit in the back of it. That's where you get the, the Tesla <laughs> autopilot to take you around. Uh, Jim underscore yearly. Why have I waited so long to have something with a VR6 in it? What a noise. Yes, lad. And he's right. got himself a four motion. Excellent. Yeah. They all sound very nice. Uh, have I missed one? Bob91. BMW. That's a weird one from Bob as usual. Okay. BMW. Remember when bringing shame on the fatherland equaled the piano wire? Oh, he's obviously seen the new... Uh, the new BMW designs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Send them to the glue factory. Keith 5D is a mapped 08 2.7 TDI Le Mans C6 Avant. I should be paid to say that. Uh, I'm thinking of buying a yeah or an A front wheel drive manual. I don't know. I have no experience in 2.7s of you guys. No, I don't think so. C6. V6, is it? Uh, I'm not even sure. The C6. That's is that the shape ASX you had? Or is it yes. the one after? C5 I had. You had a C5, C5. so it's the one after that. It's like Jen had then. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing about those. 12, 13 maybe that is, is it? I'm definitely the wrong person to ask about that car. Too modern, too TDI. Um, and lastly, Rand Dotbeeman, do you fuckers eat s'mores at a campfire? No. Yes. Well, Lee's. I don't know. You've no background with the scouts running, haven't you not? No. No. You have, Lee, well, not scouts, but mm. guides and stuff. Uh, yeah, apparently we do have s'mores, but Lee cheats and uses a digestive biscuit, a chocolate digestive. We don't have graham crackers, so you have to do digestives. And then instead of doing the chocolate, 
just use a chocolate digestive. It's easier. That's clever. Yeah. I know, right? Lee and I have done them over like candles in the house. We you used to do melt them your... with the guides. You get a little tea light candle. So rather than having to light a fire, <laughs> you just do a little tea light. And they loved it. Yeah. And we've done them at home like that. They're you great. just melt the, uh, you even use a fork just and melt the marshmallow and put it between the two chocolate dishes and then stuff it into your mouth as quick as possible. Sort of. Eat about six of those, feel you're going to die. Top Delicious. Tip. I used to bring them to barbecues and stuff and everybody was like, this is a revelation. And I was like, yeah, yeah. it's great. Get on it. There's a good job. You should try it with kids. That's us then. That's us right Yeah, up. that's us. Um, just close things up then. And thanks again for listening. Find us on our social media on Instagram and Facebook uh, at Reload Podcast. If anyone's down at MLVW Show, we'll be down. I think we might record maybe. Yeah, well, it's the weekend to record. You yeah. guys will have the stand down, so we'll be set up. I will set up beside it, yep. So call by, have a chat. Individually then, we are at... Maxwell House 46. I'm at Connor McCann. And I'm at Boy. See you later, folks. Cheers, folks. Yep. Bye. See you bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.